GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And I know I rag on this guy a lot. And sometimes I feel bad about it. Sometimes I don't. Um... I'm glad he's here. He really does a lot of the heavy lifting, and he's sort of the the backbone of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, and his name is John C. <laughs> um, so, how long did you have that prepared? Because, again, before we started recording, it's not, it's not done. To... Oh, it's not done? No. All right, awesome. <laughs> so, as per usual, before we started recording, you were pretending like, oh, man, I had to think of this intro. But clearly, you already had it thought of because you had a sound cue ready to play. Don't <laughs> be silly. That was all off the top of my head. Oh, well, it's a good thing you happen to have that ready to play. What, this? And his name is John C. I can't tell how long the clip is. You can't hear it? I can hear the beginning of it. I can't hear anything else. Oh. Is it at least like his entrance music? Yeah. Okay. You can't hear it. Wow, that really ruins it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <sighs> that's right. The <laughs> listeners can hear it, and that's all that matters. Well, we are um, uh, waist deep in rest- <laughs> action movies starring Wrestlers Month. Uh, and we are talking today about the 2009 film uh, starring John Cena, 12 Rounds. It actually specifically came out on March 27th, 2009. LBJ, <laughs> do you have any do you have any kind of history with 12 Rounds? Do I have any history with 12 Rounds? Or background? What, what's your, what, what, do you, what do you got on that? <sighs> I mean, I knew it existed... And, you know, I want to do at some point see it, mm-hmm. but I never really bent over backwards to go and seek it out. Right. So I've never seen this before. This is the first time I've seen it. Um. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> funny enough, like I would say a couple months ago, like this movie was on HBO Max and I was like, oh yeah, 12 rounds. Um, people, I've, I don't, I, I wish I could remember who, cause I'd probably taken the task over it, but it's like, people have told me this is a pretty okay movie. So I started watching it. Um, and I watched like, I don't know, the first 45 minutes and then I never got back to finishing it. Um, and then I watched it, uh, for the podcast and, uh, it was one that I finished like, Ooh, let's say we're recording at like eight 30 ish right now. Mm-hmm. I finished it at like seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's, so it's fresh in my mind. That's good. Um, but yeah, like I, I had known it was a thing. And, um, but again, I kind of like you, I never really gone out of my way to check it out. So no, the, the, WWE, the WWE movies, you know, I never really, cause it, I definitely didn't seek him out when I saw that it had like 
a million sequels. And well, all of them were starring different wrestlers with progressively smaller budgets. Well, this one only has uh, two sequels. We might be covering another movie soon that has like, I don't know, seven. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, let's let's talk about some of the numbers for this. Um, so the budget was weird because a couple couple places said the budget for this movie was only six point seven million dollars, but then it also said that it was estimated to be like twenty two million, which sounds sounds more right to me because six point seven. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's not really anyone super famous in this movie, but there are some. I would say some. Uh, tricky or you know some of the action sequences are you know yeah, elaborate no, i would say it, it, maybe it's 22 million when you combine like the marketing budget for it could be um so it go it, it has a domestic gross of 12 million uh and a worldwide of 17 million i feel like um there's a pattern with these wwe films where you kind of understand uh why all the sequels were like straight to dvd or whatever because oh, yeah. like there's a market for them, but maybe not like a big enough market for like a theatrical release. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely not a, it's a niche, it's a niche movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this is 31%, which of course is well higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got. Uh, and an audience score of 45%. So it's pretty on par. Um uh, top grossing movies of 2009 are uh, Avatar, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, one of Jody's favorites, and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Now, surprisingly, um, well, not surprisingly, let me say this first. This movie, 12 Rounds, came in 133rd in the domestic box office. Um, but surprisingly, I was like, ah, this probably isn't a year that we've done a lot. We've actually covered three other movies from 2009 on this very podcast. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Number 18. It's going to be a Marvel G. movie. No, no Marvel movies. Huh. Uh, number 18, G.I. Joe. Uh, the Rise of Cobra. Okay. Number twenty, Taken, and number forty-two, Zombieland. Wow, it seems so weird. Like this movie came out when all of those movies came <laughs> out. Also, here's a fun fact. Um, I believe it was this year. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to double check real quick before I make this. Uh, before I make this claim, okay. It actually, there's actually a third movie from 2009, the lost episode of the last action podcast, Inglorious Bastards, came out in 2009 as well. So, yep. There you go. That movie, um, that episode did actually, we did actually release that, I found out. I had oh, forgotten. Really? It was released via Patreon. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm never, so, I'm never re releasing it again. Okay. Well, that's what you said about Dave's Mad Max thing. And then you never know. Uh, okay. Uh, let's let's talk about the star of this or the cast of this movie. We we know John Cena is in it. We talked about Wait, him. Who's in it? And his name is John Cena. Okay. Um. So he's the star. Uh, the only other people that I recognized were uh, Ashley Scott and uh, Aiden Gillen, who I only know because he's a little finger on Game of Thrones. Yep, he's also in uh, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, that's right. He is in Mayor of Kingstown. Good yeah. call. Good call. I forgot about that. I'm a little behind on Mayor of Kingstown. I got to catch up. I got to okay. catch up. On, I got to catch up. 
Uh, anyone that you wanted to mention uh, from this movie? Uh, I thought the, the FBI the, guy yeah, looks he's familiar. In, he's but in then, the pra- He was in the practice. He's been in a bunch of other things, too. Well, I de- definitely don't know him from the practice. No, uh, he's been in... Says he was in The Rock. Was he? Oh, maybe he says, was. Does he play Private McCoy in The Rock? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. He looked familiar, but I didn't really recognize him from anything yeah. specific. Oh, you know what? He was in Minority Report. Was he? Yeah, he was. I mean, Jad, whoever Jad is, but I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, I think that's where oh, I recognized Jad. him from. I knew I recognized oh, him from something. I, I recognized him from. I think it was Minority Report that I recognized him from, though. I got you. All right. Well, Jad, you know, he was, it was like. No, no, not Chad. Jad. Jad. J-A-D. Yeah, Jad. Yeah. So it was like Tom Cruise, uh, Colin Farrell, yep. and then Jad, the main players in that movie. Yeah. No, that seems about right. He was in Friday Night Lights. <laughs> uh, the TV show or the movie? TV show. Oh, all right. Um. Okay. So no one else that you want to mention then? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no. We're good. <laughs> All right, uh, then let us do a few net worths. Okay, let's start with Ashley Scott. She has that sweet, sweet walking tall money starring The Rock, which, again, uh, not sure why we didn't pick any any Rock movie. Spoiler alert, why we didn't pick a Rock movie for this month. I'm not sure. Yeah, we really didn't, and we kind of pre- got pre-called out on it. Yeah, hindsight's, hindsight's twenty twenty. We've been like a lot of people have been throwing out movies, and it's like, oh yeah, we probably should have done that, but we were kind of locked in. So, right. Apologies. Um, the funny thing is, is that there was a little chat about uh, <laughs> Ready to Rumble, and we had have had discussions about we have on the podcast before. So uh, stay tuned. We'll probably find a way to work it in before this I'm whole sure, thing. I'm sure we will. <laughs> for all this podcast gets put in the retirement home. Uh, anyways, what do you think for Ashley Scott and her sweet, sweet walking tall money? Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet. Like, I know her from The Last of Us video games. She's the voice okay. of one of the semi-main characters, Maria, in it. But you would probably know her. She was the Huntress in The Flash. Oh, was she? Yeah, in the crossover, the Crisis on Earth, Earth crossover they did. Well, I thought she was the Huntress in, like, when they had that failed or that short-lived Birds of Prey yeah. television show. Uh, Bro, both. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's in, yeah, it's both. Oh, all right. Um, well, well, anyways, who, who gives a fuck? What do you think her net worth is? Dude, fuck it. I don't know, man. How about uh, five million? <laughs> well, it starts at the five. It's five hundred thousand dollars. Wow, she got lowballed. <laughs> uh, next up is that uh, Aiden Gillen. He's got that sweet, sweet mayor of Kingstown money, as you mentioned. What do you think for Aiden Gillen? Uh, is that sweet, sweet Game of Thrones money? That's the only other thing I know him from. Uh, I'll go ten million. Ooh, eight million. So right. close. So close. We're getting there. And then finally, the man himself, John Cena. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet peacemaker money. What do you think for John Cena? John Cena's Ooh, got that what? I was gonna say he's got that sweet, sweet kids movie where he played like a firefighter that just came out within the last couple of years money. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Anyways. Uh he's got that sweet, sweet uh suicide squad money. 
Um, I bet he has a ton of money. I'm gonna go. I'll go 250 million. Because I think he's got a lot of money from wrestling and like merch and stuff. I think that you always overestimate how much money wrestlers make for being probably, wrestlers. Probably I mean, they make more money than us, yes, right. but I but they're not like I don't think they get as much money from wrestling as you think. I mean, mind you, John Cena does have his net worth is eighty million dollars, so he's okay, not see, poor. He's not poor by well, you guessed two hundred and fifty million. That's a little bit over eighty, just saying. He's like he's, he's he's working on it, okay. And I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, I did remember another actor in it. The the um, I'm trying to think. Like he's one of the other, one of the other uh, like officers in it or bad guys in it. Uh, he was E Honda in the Street Fighter Two movie. Um, okay, the Street but- Fighter movie. <laughs> There's a big difference between someone being an officer and a bad guy. Are you talking about the? Are you talking about the security guard, the elevator operator, Willie? No. Yes. Yes, it was Willie. <laughs> yeah, it was Willie. Sorry, okay. I watched the two movies that we that we covered kind of back to back ish, and they're sort of blending together for me. Yes. Fair enough, Willie. Okay. <clears throat> All right. All right. There you go. Uh, okay. So uh, I I will say that I was uh, quite flabbergasted. I had no idea that this movie was directed by Rennie Harlan. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Rennie Harlan. We've covered three other. This is our fourth Rennie Harlan movie on the podcast. Well, we did we did uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. We did Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. We did. Die Hard 2? Yeah. Did we do a fourth one from him? This would be the fourth one. Right, right. I thought we did another one. Uh, I don't think... Those are the only ones that I could think of. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, I, I legit had zero clue that he, this was, that he directed this movie. This I'm is being probably the biggest director they've ever gotten to do any WWE movie. Yeah, which it, I mean, like it, it shouldn't be, but literally, it was shocking to me when, yeah. I, when, I, when I was watching the beginning, and it was like direct, direct. Or it was like a, uh, a Rennie Harlan film, and I was like, "Wait, what?" So that was that was a big shock for me. Um, oh, you, you know what? We have done another Rennie Harlan film because we've done Cliffhanger. Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew there was one more. <laughs> I forgot that that was one. So, so apparently we might as well just change this to the last action Rennie Harlan podcast and tune in next week for Cutthroat Island. Ooh, nice <laughs> pirate um, month. <laughs> gosh, I can't handle any of those Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. They all get progressively worse and longer. That's a bad combination. Yes. Um, but anyways, so yeah, no, I was I was very surprised. I had no idea that he was the director of this and obviously we've talked about you know we've covered him a bunch um and it was written by daniel kunka i guess yeah that guy um, i'm sure yeah, he's that great. guy and as i've stated i no longer care about the music for the movie so i'm not i didn't look up who uh who the composer was and i'm refusing to talk about it well it's trevor raymond he actually did the music for like deep blue sea and stuff like that um, okay. He's a fa- well, he's a fairly well known composer, but again, well, if, we don't need to work. Well, if, well, if he didn't write the LL Cool J rap for Deep Blue Sea, he didn't. So his head is not like a shark's fin. It is not like a shark's fin. Nope. Um, oh, hold on. You know what? I forgot to uh, pull up. Uh, 
the tag trusty lines? the trusty taglines for this movie. Let me You're see really if I can find the ball. Man. Oh, yeah. You know, know. probably do you know would probably do a better job than you. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> I'm sorry that I forgot one of the like 15 things I'm responsible for in this podcast. I don't even know what you're responsible for. Hitting the record button. Uh <laughs> And, and maybe doing the role reversals, but I feel like you've been missing a bunch of role reversals. I feel like you're just like, ah, I don't think there is any. So weird. Um, <laughs> there are no taglines listed for this on IMDb, so. I think we're good. Yep, no taglines. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else that you wanted to mention? No. Before we start talking about the plot of this movie. No, I think we just need to... Yeah, I think we just need to kind of get into the plot of this. Okay, well, getting into the plot of this, first I would say, like... Have you seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because cause I feel like uh, Daniel Kanuka <laughs> has definitely seen Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, and because, Speed. <laughs> and Speed. Uh, it, but it didn't occur to me, like, how much, and we'll get into it, but how much of, like, uh, a basically a carbon poor copy of, like, until, like, kind of the reveal, you know, about, like, ultimately what's going on. It's like, oh, well, that's just 100% diehard with a vengeance. Yeah, that's really what this is. <laughs> it's like low rent diehard with a vengeance. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, legit, the first note I written down says, "Whoa, Remy Harlan directed this?" Question mark. I know when I know people love when I say question mark out loud, so I wanted to throw that in there for our hardcore listeners. Yeah, say it um, so that it gets into the reviews for the show that they put on like Apple on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I want to make sure they yeah, understand. I, we read the reviews, and I still like saying question mark out loud. Um, so then, like the weird thing over the credits is just like. <laughs> an obnoxious amount of like surveillance going on where they're yeah. like there's like helicopters and vans and it reminded uh, me of like um it reminded me of the remember enemy of the state yes it reminded that's me of the mo- beginning of enemy of the state that's a movie we should do on the podcast actually I, li- I like enemy of the state it's yep. a solid movie uh okay so a lot of surveillance going on we'll come back to that uh we're introduced to john cena uh he's a cop uh, his wife is Ashley Scott. That's Molly. No, it's his girlfriend. I don't right. know. I feel, are they married? I think, or? No, I don't think they're married. Okay. Yeah, they're not uh, married. And, it's just his girlfriend. And then we're introduced to his partner, Hank. They're like beat cops, right? Um, <clears throat> then uh, we're, we're introduced. We find out that the FBI is following uh, uh, Miles. That's who Littlefinger is in this movie. Uh, and he's like, I was kind of confused. He's like a terrorist, but an arms dealer. Or like, I wasn't sure his whole deal because they made it seem like he was a terrorist. But then he was doing like a, dr- a arms deal. So I, I don't quite I know think, what his thing was. I think he's Destro. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure that's what he is. All right, that's fair. Well, okay, so, and then the whole thing is, is that, like, and maybe I'm understanding this wrong, but but the FBI basically was, like, they they supposedly made a deal with this criminal where they're, like, hey, we're, we have your brother, but we're going to release him if you, like, do this sting operation to catch Miles for us, to have him sell you some weapons or something like that. I think, like, but, it like, was he, so confusing. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. 
Well, here's the thing that here's and this is my big question. I kept asking myself this the whole time throughout the movie. I mean, the first question was, why am I watching this? The second question was this. Um, so, like, in the van, the the one uh, FBI guy is, like, talking about the list of crimes and all the stuff that he did and how, like, he's never he's never seen and they don't see him a lot and he's done all this bad stuff. It's like, well, why can't they, why can't they just arrest him then? Like, why do they need to catch him in this sting, like, buying or selling weapons? Like, if they know he did all this stuff, why can't they just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, I think the point was like he never comes out, like he never, he never like makes himself. Yeah, but he was there before right. he went to the arms deal. He was walking down the street. He told that guy about the, the chess moves and all that shit. And it's like, well, why didn't as soon as they saw him, why didn't they just like surround him and arrest him? I don't have an answer for you. I think you're absolutely right. That's probably what they should have done. Okay, so anyway, so they're supposed to do this uh, exchange. But it turns out that the criminals were working with Miles. Um, they were working together, but then Miles like double crosses them, and he's like, "Hey, I already killed your brother." And then he kills the dude, and he gets like a thing full of diamonds. Right? I, I can't remember why he double crossed them. I think it was because maybe he's like, "Well, hey, you were gonna sell me out." I don't know what it was. Like it was yeah, very confusing. I, I don't really understand that either. Why he killed him. I don't know why he needs diamonds if he's an arms dealer and he has a lot of money anyway. What's he need the diamonds for? I don't know. But he's got a briefcase full of them. Uh, his girlfriend picks him up. Uh, John Cena and his partner come across him, and he, like, recognizes her from, like, a surveillance video they were briefed on. So they start chasing him, and, like, his partner gets shot in the ass. Um, yeah, but John Cena and- doesn't just recognize her, like... <clears throat> They just drive like she they essentially just pass by us. You know, it's a quick glance. He's not uh-huh. really staring at her, staring at her. Yeah. Well, a, a chase ensues. He he's on foot chasing him. He like runs through a house. He like drops his gun. Uh, I kept, every time he was all I kept thinking was like th- that scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's running to the houses at the end. That's the music they kept playing in my head. I thought you were going to think about the chase scene in Point Break where that dog gets kicked. Remember, remember that? Oh, was yeah. the whole thing about it. Um, so like he drops his gun and like he can't get it back because of a dog. Um, and then like he gets in front of him and he pushes like a boat in front of him. Yeah, so he, he's got to block the road. The only thing he has to block the road is a boat on a on a trailer. Yeah, so he pushes it and and Miles and his girlfriend's car like wipes out, uh, and he picks up like the gun. He's like, "Don't move." And then she's like, oh, and his girlfriend goes to, like, run away and, like, immediately gets hit by a car. Yeah. Like, and and he's like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm going to remember your name, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to a year later, okay? Yep. So it's a year later. John Cena and his partner, they're detectives now. Uh, and, you know, whatever. They, they basically got made detectives because they caught this international terrorist. Uh, Miles calls John Cena at John Cena's house. He's still with Molly. I still don't think they're married. Yeah, they're um, not married. They're definitely... I think they had just moved in together. Okay. No, because they were moved... Well, they moved in at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's they were right. That's right. That's house. right. Sorry. It's all running together. This movie, I, I'm telling and you. I, and I have a, a important question to ask about uh, his, his girlfriend, about Molly. I don't know if I should ask it now sure. or later because it really pertains to something that happens in the climax of this movie Who cares? 
was I supposed to know and did they, did I just miss it? Because I know that they talked about that she worked at the hospital. Did they talk about that she was the fucking helicopter pilot? No. For the hospital? No. They did not say that. <laughs> okay. They didn't mention that one bit. Okay, because I was so confused. Uh, we'll talk about it with the other movie when she was just like, okay, I'm flying the helicopter. I'm like, wait, what? That's your job at the hospital? Like, I was like, did I miss that? Like, was it somewhere that I was supposed to know? Because it ends up being like a huge plot point of the movie yeah. is that she can fly this helicopter for him. But I was like, how did I miss that? You, no, you didn't miss it. They don't mention it at all. Okay, I just it, it caught me very off guard. Like I was so confused because they start heading up to the helicopter at the end, and I'm like, "All right, well, I guess he's gonna fly away in the helicopter. I don't know why he needs her." And she's that he, he's like, "Start driving." Yeah, and I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Wait, why does she know how to do it?" But then it's like it's like her job is to fly the helicopter for the hospital. I guess. Okay, so. Um, so she goes to leave the hospital. He gets a call from Miles. He's like, hey, it's a year anniversary of, you know, our whole incident. So he, like, blows up John Cena's car, and he blows up John Cena's house. Um, and so he goes running to try and stop Molly from catching the ferry. This movie takes place in New Orleans, by the way. So <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what they tell us, at least. <laughs> so, um, so he's trying to stop her from getting on the ferry. Um, uh, I like how he has to commandeer that car and it's like that sweet Mustang that yeah. he just happens to be there and he takes it. Um, I really find that annoying and I, and I, I get it. It was like his accomplice, but like when she's on the ferry, that guy's like, Oh, can I borrow your phone to call my daughter? So like John Cena, can, like, would you ever let a stranger, I mean, like maybe in an emergency situation, but if you were just like, with someone just like, Hey, can I just, I just want to call my daughter and just like chit chat. Yeah, especially <laughs> in 2009, like. You don't have a phone, dude. It's two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, 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 it's it, it's different if it would have been like I have something important to tell. But like they show his call and he's just like chit chatting with her, and it's like. <laughs> but anyway, so Miles kidnaps Molly, um, and, and it's like, hey, like I'm putting you through this gauntlet. Uh, it, we're doing twelve rounds, and we're gonna see if you can survive. He should have just basically been like, "Hey, have you seen the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance?" Because <laughs> essentially, we're gonna do the same thing. Um, but like his definition of what the rounds are, I feel like are very, <laughs> very, very up for interpretation. Like, yeah, there's no, some of them. So yeah, he, like, he basically just says like, "When a round begins and ends," and it seems very arbitrary. Yeah, some of them seem like it's just like, oh, you walk to this place. That's the end of the round. <laughs> like, Congratulations, you made it. Um, so he uh, so he tells them, like, he's like, oh, go find a cell phone in the place that we first met. So they drive back to where his partner got shot in the ass. But there's not, like, a cell phone, like, painted on one of the houses is, like, a set of latitude and longitudes. And they figure out that it's his brother's firehouse. So they go to the firehouse, and they're like, hey, evacuate. There might be a bomb in there. But it turns out it's just a phone in the cell phone store next to the uh, firehouse. Yeah. Which, so wait, which round is that? I don't remember. <laughs> I, it might be uh, round two. I don't know. Uh, it's. It, I think it's round two or three. three. Well, anyways, so then like, then they're like, "Hey, there's a fire at this bank, uh, and you got to go get these security deposit boxes out of like." 
I, they're like the fifth floor. I was very confused about the setup at this bank because they get to the bank. I'm like, why is this bank so many floors? And why are the safe deposit box on like the fourth or fifth floor of this yeah. bank? You'd um, think they'd be but, in the vault. <laughs> yeah. But like before they leave for the bank, like the FBI show up, the guy from the beginning, and he's like immediately like a super dick. Like, <laughs> like unnecessarily, like just like, a real jerk. Like, super unnecessary. Like, he's like, we're not telling you anything about what's going on and blah, 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 blah. It's it's very weird. Um, so. Um, and it's crazy, too, because ultimately, like, they have no reason to not tell him. It's not like he's doing anything secret. It's not like they have some kind of secret plan going on. No. Like, I thought maybe that one of them was going to reveal to be a bad guy, but no, that's not true. No. They're just, you know, they're just assholes. Yeah. Well, no, the one guy's pretty nice. One is fine, yeah. Um, okay, so they, they go into the thing, and they, they just let John Cena be a fireman for a bit, uh, and they, they get the safe deposit boxes, uh, and then it turns out that there's it, he gets a call from Miles, and he's like, oh, he's like, well, one of these uh, safe deposit box has two pounds of explosive in it, and the other one has, like, the clue for the next round, and, like, you got to get to the spot on the marina in, like, seven minutes in order to, like, stop it from blowing up, right? Uh, so I can tell you what round we're on now because I have a note that says, ugh, we're only on round five. Yep. Um, so then he's like, I don't, we're not, he's like, I don't know. He's like specifically tells him to take a fire truck to do it. Right. Um, so he's like, we're not going to make it there in seven minutes. And he's like, I know. And he's like, throws this really flimsy kind of like wire out the window yeah. and climbs down it. And I'm like, I don't know if that wire would support John Cena. That dude's got to be pushing what? Like he's uh, probably, 280, yeah, he's probably, 290? He's, he's at, at least 275 pounds. Yeah. He's, and he's solid muscle, 275 pounds. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I don't know if that would support him, but it does. He does end up falling, like, part of the way, but he seems fine because he gets up and he steals a fire truck. Uh, and then he, like, really haphazardly is driving this fire truck. And I don't know how. I mean, I'm saying that, like, I don't know how he didn't kill anyone, but maybe he did kill anyone, especially when he drove it through that tiki bar. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow didn't kill anyone. That, I'm that thinking maybe not he... handle well. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking he ran over maybe at least five people in that tiki oh, bar. Um, so he gets there, and like the the timer ends, but then he still has time to take the safe deposit box out and like hear the ticking and throw it into the water, and then it explodes. I was confused by that. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it was very strange. So okay, and how so did then he know, like, oh, he heard the ticking. That's right, hear the ticking. So then the, the, the clue inside the state deposit box sends them to a hotel uh, and they're looking all around for miles in the hotel um, and they see him on the video feed and he's like holding a sign that says, I'm still here. So they check like the video footage and they see him talking to Willie. Uh, Willie's like the security guard uh, and that's that E-Honda. It's E-Honda. Right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> John Cena goes to talk to him. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, he said he was an air conditioning repairman, uh, but I kind of let him do his own thing. And there was something about the elevator. I don't know if it was really old or whatever. They made like a big deal out of it. Um, <laughs> so they get in the elevator they because they're like, like, oh, he must freight elevator. Yeah, they're like, oh, he must have went to the roof. But then, like, I don't know. They had the elevator rigged and he's like, you only have time this amount of time to get out before the elevator falls. And like he tries to get E Honda out, but he's unable to. Uh, and then, like, the elevator falls and Willie dies. Right. Like this. Um, 
And I would say when they were wheeling his body out, I was like, I didn't think he'd be in. The, it seemed like he was still, not to be morbid, but like from a fall like that, like it seemed like he was still pretty intact in the body bag. You thought oh, he'd yeah. probably be pretty mangled or mashed up or something. But yeah, well, and that, and if the whole elevator fell like that, it would take them a while to clear the rubble. Like I don't think John Cena is going to stand around and wait for that to happen. <laughs> he's he's on the clock here. He's playing a game. Um. <laughs> So, uh, so Willie's dead. Uh, the FBI tries to chase trace Miles' phone, but he outsmarts him. Um, uh, and then, like, so he goes in the hotel because he's like the next clue. Like, so I like it. Sometimes they make it seem like it's like so elaborate that they're like the next clue is in a f- framed picture in the lobby that's called this. So he goes in and finds it. It's like, well, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, he's just, like, he's just he in the lobby full of pictures. And then like, so he calls him again. This part made me laugh. And he's like, "Hey, go, go to the like the one FBI agent, the 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 guy." Because he's like, "Don't answer, Danny. Don't play his games." But then the guy from the beginning's like, "Answer it. You better answer it." And so he answers it, and it tells him to go play. So then like he leaves, and the the dickish guy like grabs the other FBI agent by the throat, yeah. and like slams him against the wall, and like yells at him. I'm like, this guy's out of control. Like, and I don't get like what his that. problem is. Like. I don't. I, I really don't understand. Is he is he mad because the guy got away the first time? Or yeah, well, that's the thing is that like he tells that story in a little like when he like reconciles with John Cena and they become buds. He's like, oh, he's like, I he sold he like sold these Stinger missiles and I had a chance to catch him, but I messed it up. That's and then right. They blew up a plane and like he's like the only thing they found in the wreckage was this, was toy, this car toy car that he always carries it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So John Cena goes to where the next clue is. And it's then like, oh, by the way, like I was getting really excited. Like, I don't know why this, it sounds stupid to say out loud, but like, cause the thing was like, you'll have a 50, 50 chance of winning. And then like, he was standing there, that basketball team. I was like, is he going to play basketball against this team? <laughs> like I legit thought it was like a, uh, escape from LA situation yeah. <laughs> where he was going to play too. basketball. Um, but no, unfortunately he just gets on a bus um and uh molly and uh miles are on the bus and she's got like a bomb strapped to her her and he's like hey like i have this thing that's like uh well first of like all a first of all, activated dead man switch whoa, 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 whoa. first of all i want to mention something else he he's like it's strapped to her yeah and he's like he's like it's a dead man's thing so if my thumb goes off it and doesn't go back on 10 seconds It'll go off, but then he specifically is like, first, there's like a bolt or like a, I gave you like a dart or a bolt or something that's going to stab Molly in the yeah. heart first, kill her, and then the bomb's going to go off and kill everyone on the bus. And I'm like, couldn't you just have the bomb go off? Yeah, I don't think it needs an extra step. I feel like it's it's a little too much. And then it was kind of confusing because he's like, whatever round is, he's like, this round is, let me get away. And it's like, all right, okay. So he ends up like saving, uh, stopping Miles from getting shot by the sniper. But it's like, why does this round even exist? Like, what did it set up in his master plan that he needed this round for? I don't know. And if he was smart, they would have just let him get shot and then just kept his hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) So th- this all ends and they get away. John Cena punches the the dicky FBI guy in the face. Um, 
and then so that was round seven so then round eight he's like here's a list of phone numbers if you call the right one you win but if you call the wrong one i'm going to like turn off the brakes and the radio on a streetcar downtown so so they get the wrong one uh, and they have to stop the runaway streetcar. Yeah, and the, which, what they call is they call the phone, which is attached to a bomb under the streetcar, which goes yeah. off. And which I will say, uh, this I would say that the streetcar action sequence is probably the best. Yeah, it was part pretty good. Movie. I don't understand what they were doing with turning the power off, but because um, because that's not going to magically make the brakes start working. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it was cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it looked kind of cool, and there was some cool stuff. I did like the stuff. I did like that, like John Cena, like drives the the the, the non dickish FBI cars in like in front of the uh, the yeah. thing, and then he kick he like kicks out or he breaks out the windshield and he climbs on top of it and he tries to do all this stuff. I don't know why, to me, it was just funny that like when none of it worked, he's just like, well, I guess I got to climb back down and yeah. climb back in through the windshield, and I don't know why. Guess I'm leaving. So ultimately, like, in order, to, like you said, in order to stop it, they drive the car into the power generator. They both jump out, blows up, it stops the streetcar, and it like cuts out like all the power, right? Um. So <laughs> there's a subplot. Oh, go ahead. You again, look like you want to say uh, again. Cutting the power would not stop the streetcar. Well, I listen. Are you an expert on streetcars? I mean, I'm fairly certain I know a, a decent bit about physics. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay. God, where are we? Um, okay, so there's a subplot, seemingly pointless, where John Cena's partner is trying to at least, like, well, like, I'm about to recount this, and, like, as I'm thinking about what I'm about to say, it just sounds so stupid. So he's like, well, we got to get some information about Mile. So he's like, well, let's look into when he escaped from prison he's like let me call the warden and then they're like well there were <laughs> there was a guy he killed two guards when he left and they pinned it on this guy so this guy squealed on miles and said that oh yeah he used to always play chess in the yard with this guy and we just found out that that guy was paroled a couple weeks before the breakout and he's in town <laughs> and so they track him down right yeah no that's right now again what relevance this has overall is questionable at best and that was his accomplice was the guy who like made the personal phone call on his wife's right. uh, phone. And he like drove a car in front of John Cena when he was driving the fire truck. Yep. Um, which, you know, so, so his partner tracks him down, um, like busts into his room, but the guy gets away and he's like, well, let's follow him and see where he goes. Um, so they follow him to like this warehouse and they go up upstairs and you kind of see like where like miles is always plans out and the guy pulls a gun on him and he's like haha i got you uh and then miles like had a bomb planted that blows up or no first he calls john cena this right. is where i had to laugh and he's like oh seems like you were playing a round of your own so that's <laughs> so this is round 11 and he like blows them both up yeah kills kills jensen's partner and his own accomplice and his own accomplice yeah um uh, I think his part, uh, partner's name was Hank, maybe? Henry? Sure. Hank? I don't know. Anything. Yeah, Hank sounds fine. Okay. We're almost in the end of this. So Denny, Denny calls him and he's like, round 12. Uh, I had The bomb is still strapped to Molly, but this time only you can deactivate it. And you had to go to the graveyard where my girlfriend that got hit by the car was buried. Yeah. Now, so again, how he got John Cena's thumbprint 
to program this thing? I don't know. So uh, at this point, him and the dick cop have made up. Um, uh, so they're they're like racing to the um, the cemetery, and then like then they have like an, I can't remember exactly why, but they have like an epiphany, and they figure out that like all the rounds. Oh no, the, that, the the other guy, the guy that was working with Cena's partner, calls John. Oh, he calls him and says, and he says, "Oh yeah, hey, we were reviewing the for the footage." Yeah, and, and there were two. There were two things. He's like the last thing he had me working on were and uh it was that all the numbers they, they were basically like if you would have called any of the numbers they would have triggered the bomb right and they and that there were cameras in the elevator shaft and that they activated he like basically dropped the elevator early before early, like because yeah. he he didn't want him to be able to rescue Willie. Willie. so then they then they like oh man this so they stopped the car and him and him and the dicky fbi agent figure out that like all this stuff was like designed as like cover because like he wanted to rob a mint which i swear to god they were robbing a fucking mint and died with the vengeance that's, what they were, that's exactly what they were doing <laughs> so it was like um it was like well he needed the power out and he killed willie so he could he because willie had another which, job it's like which if you notice they needed the power out that's a plot point from Die Hard one <laughs> and they were like they're like he killed willie because he had a second job as like a uh, a security driver or like a, uh, what a, a truck driver, you know, like a, like a delivery driver. Yeah. Delivery driver. Um, like Jason Satham and uh, wrath of man. Ooh, we should cover wrath of man. That yeah, that's good. Movie. Um, so anyways, and like then, so while they're figuring this all out, they're showing little finger committing all these, like doing this stuff. And I got really confused uh, because he goes and they're like, oh, we collected all the old 50 and $100 bills and it's like $100 million. And then, like, so he kills the guards and he takes it and he puts it in the sewer and then uses the fire truck to suck it out of the sewer. I think, um, yeah, they never really kind of, because the next thing you see is he's just got, like, body bags full of wet money. Right, and that's when they reveal that, like, his wife was part of the whole thing because she can fly a fucking helicopter. Right. <laughs> and that's, like I said, my note literally says, wait, Molly can fly a helicopter? Was that established earlier? <laughs> nope. So they, figure, so they figure it out, and they, like, uh, which, by the way, like, they pull up to the hospital, and that helicopter's about to take off. They get up to the top of that helicopter. Really fucking fast, yeah. Because they they like bust out the door and like Miles shoots uh, the dicky cop, but he's all right. He just injured. So then like uh, John Cena runs and he jumps and he grabs onto the helicopter uh, and he gets in. I did appreciate that. Like as dumb as this movie is, I did appreciate Littlefinger was kind of a dick in it. So I was appreciate that he kind of got the shit kicked out of him by oh, John yeah. Cena. That was that was satisfying. Um, so they find in the helicopter, uh, and then he's like, ha ha, he's like, you got me beat, but the bomb vest from earlier is still in here. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow it up. Um, so him and him and Molly (laughs) jump out of the helicopter, um, and and conveniently land in a rooftop swimming pool. (laughs) The window, the margin of error for them (laughs) missing that swimming pool was astronomical. (laughs) Like... They're jumping from, first of all, the pool is not a huge pool. It's a pool on top of a roof of a building, like a high rise. Yeah. And they're jumping out of a helicopter, a moving helicopter, together Mm -hmm. 
trying to land in the middle of this pool. Even if, let's say they make it in there, that pool is not deep enough to support the, I don't know, 200-foot drop they make into this pool. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed very, very suspect, right? It was Um, rough. Uh, yeah, so then the helicopter blows up. Miles is dead. They get out of the pool. They're fine. Uh, and she's like, oh, let's get you home. And he's like, about that. Wah, wah. Yeah, about the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it blew up. Right. And then we're at the fucking end of this movie. <laughs> so now's a good time to talk about uh, there are two sequels to this movie. Uh, 12 Rounds 2. Reloaded, starring Randy Orton. Yep. <laughs> it came out in 2013. Uh-huh. And then there's 12 Rounds 3, Lockdown, uh, which came out in 2015 and stars Dean Ambrose? I don't yeah. know who that is. Dean Ambrose, who's now John Moxley in AEW. He's okay. fantastic. He's he's really, really good. Okay. Uh, I've never <laughs> heard of Not really him. an actor, though. Like... <laughs> I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to see that movie just because I can't imagine him acting in a film. I'm like looking at the cast of these two movies, and I don't think I recognize anybody else in them. Oh, the I third one, actually, there's a bunch of there's like a bunch of wrestlers in it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 you'd have to tell Let me. me. You know that's not. Uh, oh, maybe no, maybe not this one. Well, no, I don't know, and I, and I, you know what? I'm never going to watch either of them. So no, it's probably better that you don't. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I did see that there is apparently uh, an extreme cut on DVD, which contained more graphic violence and bad language than what was shown in theaters. So there's oh, that. That's it, good. Yeah, I wonder what the more graphic violence was because I don't feel like there was that many much violent stuff in this movie. No, this wasn't terrible. Like, this was a lot less graphic and violent than The Condemned was. Like, The Condemned was a rough watch. This was well, the, more the contem- Well, the, con- the Condemned was rated R, though, remember? And this was, PG- this was PG-13. Uh, I just I was just thinking that in this director's cut, I just was trying to think of scenes where there would have been more violence that they cut out. And yeah, that's I what I'm know. saying. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, oh, people getting shot and yeah. stuff like that. So... Maybe maybe it's people getting squished under the uh, <laughs> under the, the the fire truck. Unlike uh, I, the, the movie we're going to cover next week, or in like when this episode ends and we record it, uh, there's also a director's cut, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense because they seem to cut away from any interesting violence. But we'll cover that next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. Um, I did see, uh, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, they said that Rennie Harlan rewarded the most valuable cast or crew member of the day with a bottle of Finlandia vodka. So. I did see that. Yes. <laughs> Rennie Harlan, he's Finnish. I don't know if you guys know that or not. And uh, there's little Finnish things all over the movie. There's like a Finnish flag in a part. There's some other stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I got no. I literally have nothing else for this movie. There is there is so little information about this movie available. I couldn't believe it. Like even IMDb didn't have didn't have made up facts. Like the facts that we saw in there seemed pretty legit. Uh, uh, it didn't have the normal like ridiculous made up facts that we usually see. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot of um, not a lot of interesting stuff. 
Um, I, I will say this. Between the two movies that we've watched with John Cena in it, spoiler alert, we're watching another John Cena movie next week. Uh, he's much He's a much better actor in this one than the other one. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I won't argue that fact that, that I guess that is a fact. Yeah. Like I, I, thought, I didn't I, think Cena was terrible in this. No, I mean, I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I would have some thoughts, but I don't, I don't want to like get too far into my, like my review of this or my, my rating, you know, that I think some of that stuff is there. Um, uh, did you see, <laughs> I was trying to see if I had another not interesting fact to, um, let you know about this movie. Oh, it was originally set in Chicago instead of New that. Orleans. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did see. Can you imagine how much it would have looked like Die Hard with a Vengeance if it was in Chicago? <laughs> you guys, you guys can't see. Uh, we're not a video podcast, but uh, when he said he already knew about the Chicago thing, I threw my notes and discuss uh, in my above my head, and they they flew all over the place. So. Yeah, it was good. Good work. Nice job. Do you want to just I mean, read, I'm not, can we just read this thing? It's not as good prop work as uh, Glitch when he's on when he's on the show. No, his prop work is is spot on. Like, yeah, I think we need to do a video podcast next time he's on. Ooh, agreed. And watch, he probably won't do any prop work. So probably not, Dick. All right, ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, who wants to go first? You, you go first. All right. Um. I will say this. Rennie Harlan knows how to direct an action sequence. So the action sequences that are in here were pretty good. Um, you know, the, 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 the streetcar was, that was a cool action sequence. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of decent action stuff in here. Like, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a terribly, I don't think it was a poorly directed film. I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was poorly directed. I think you could really see that, you can really see that, you know, a veteran director was at the helm of this movie. Now, the plot makes no sense. <laughs> like, this is a poor man's version of Die Hard with a Vengeance, without yeah. question. Like, it is really a ripoff of <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. Very much so. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought, you know, Aiden Gillen was fine as a villain. You know, I didn't think the performances were bad in this. I thought, you know, the actors were fine. Like, the acting was fine. I think the movie's just, you know, it's a dumb plot. None of it makes sense. Um, there's really, like, the whole crux of this boiled down to, like, what's his name? Miles stealing stealing, the, stealing uh, John Cena's girlfriend. Like yeah. if John Cena at any point just said, "No, I'm not playing your game," like he could have called his bluff at any point. Like John Cena knew that he had to, like Molly being kidnapped was his only card to play. Right. And and if he killed her, then what would be the point of doing all this? Right. No. So I, I think he would have tried to. You know, he could have stopped at any time, and it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have mattered. And, oh, and, and and also like. His partner, that whole subplot with his partner, didn't mean anything. Like, no, yes, yes, the research like got them to figure out that it was all a, uh, all kind of a wild goose chase. But you know, him going off and finding the other 
accomplice didn't mean anything in the movie. No, it, it didn't at all. I mean, he got killed, but like John Cena was already pissed about the whole situation, so he didn't need like extra motivation to catch him. Right, right. Um, and I also don't really understand like the motivation behind the villain and all. I mean, I guess he wanted to steal the money, but I don't know. The whole thing was the plot's terrible in this movie. <laughs> but I, but I didn't hate watching it. Like I was never bored. You know, the action moved. It wasn't slow. <laughs> That's that's the uh, the LPJ uh, drinking game for this podcast. By the way, I wasn't bored. Yeah, I, I wasn't bored. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't stop watching it because I couldn't finish it. Like it was fine. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'll go two and a half machine guns with this because I think it's. Jesus I think it's watchable. You know, I don't think it's. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's gonna keep your attention. Is you know, but the plot is hot garbage. So I'm just gonna write down the middle. Two and a half machine guns. All right. Well, you are you are being way more generous to this movie than I would uh, and will be. Um, yeah, this this movie was a complete block. Like it, there was nothing stand out about it. Uh, the, the plot was like as if someone had explained the plot of Die Hard three to someone and they decided to write like a rip off of it uh, without seeing. It, it's like Die Hard three without being as interesting and good as Die Hard three. Uh, Die Here with a Vengeance. Um, I mean, yeah, the acting's fine in it, but I mean, I don't think it's anything to write home about. Like, yeah, John Cena's better than in the movie we're going to cover next week, but he's so bad in that one that it's like you'd almost have to be better. Um, I think a more interesting movie to this is like if you just make this movie and you don't put in the, oh, the twist is he's doing this all to commit a crime. If he's literally just doing it because he's crazy and he's trying to get a bag at John Cena. Like, to me, that's a more interesting movie and less making it exactly like a carbon copy of Die Hard 3. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I you say you weren't bored. I I, I don't know. I, I Some of the action sequences are fine, but I I don't know. I, I This is like, I, I think if this was, how to put this? It, yes, it was fine as a movie, but I think like I almost wish it was worse because like a worse movie would have been more fun to watch. Where this is just like, okay, fine, whatever. Like some of the action sequences are okay and, and whatever, but I, I, it was it was a miss for me. I, I was not, yeah, yeah, I wasn't as entertained as you. I'm gonna go, I'll go one and a half machine guns. Okay, for this that's because, fine. I get it. Like I, I, you're 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 totally justified in your. <laughs> in your in your rating like i get it yeah i just so, you know i didn't think this was granted you know like i said i watched this after i watched the other john cena movie so yeah well know. and again like i said i don't think it's a, a poorly made movie or anything like that but i think it's like i said as biggest crime to me is that it was unlike you i was not entertained and i was bored i just thought it was blah like either be better or worse but just like straight down the middle like that's like the biggest sin a movie can be for me it's like at least if something is super bad then it's like almost fun to watch because it's so bad or it's really good this was just kind of like yeah. And then, like I said, I didn't know the reveal. The reveal when it was like he's doing this to rob a mint, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, right, right. So that, and that's what I'm saying is like, if they maybe had went with something else and not that, like, changed it a little bit, so it wasn't so much like Die Hard with a Vengeance. But like, I don't know. Anyways, I just I wasn't a fan. Uh, John Cena was fine. That one and a half machine guns. That's all right. that's all it's got. That's all I can give it. Fair enough. No, I got you. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to say about this? Um, 
No. Was it available on Tubi? Unfortunately, it was not available on Tubi. And the real kick in the balls was uh, is that I had mentioned that I started watching it a couple months ago on HBO Max. No longer on HBO Max. Nope. Only available on Cinemax, which why aren't Cinemax movies available on HBO Max? I don't know. I don't know. So I had to rent this mf on uh, Amazon Prime. As did I. I also rented it. Um, yeah. So yeah, not terribly I, happy about that. I did consider, because Prime was like, start a free seven-day trial of Cinemax, and I almost did that, but then I was like, ah, what if I forget to cancel it? And so I just I just rented it. So That's fair. That makes sense. I hear you. Yeah. So come on. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe next time, Tubi. Oh, yeah, but big news. I mean, Tubi, apparently they think they don't need our free advertising. They had an advertisement on the Super Bowl. Come on, Tubi, spend millions of dollars on the Super Bowl. We're pimping you for free. We just, like, if you were to send us 100 bucks a month, we'd be happy with it. Yeah, or, you know, ask us to be in the commercial. Yeah, or, yeah. We're like your biggest uh, cheerleaders out here. Need to even ask us to be in the damn commercial. Jerks. We still love you. We still love you, Tubi. We don't, we don't hate you, Tubi. So. That's fair. Um, but yeah. yeah, all right. So Tubi and uh, Discord. So go to GameZillaMedia.com. Check out our Discord page, and uh, you can chat with us. Tell us if you like this movie or not. Uh, if you're in camp, eh, it's fine. Or if you're in camp, eh, don't watch it. You know, that's pretty much the two two options you got there. Uh, I, I do want to say something uh, related to past plugs and uh, past guests to Tush. Uh, I can see it from where I'm sitting. I haven't started it yet, but I do have a copy of his book that he gave me to read. Oh. Um, so, Wait, is yeah. it just like a manuscript or is it like an actual bound book? Uh, hold on. Oh, he's getting it. He's, he's standing up. He's walking over. He's reaching for something. He's not in front of them. Okay, here he comes back. He's, it's, just, it's just a manuscript. It is... <laughs> long it's a long book longer than i expected it to be yeah it's like 460 pages 460 pages wow all so right i have not i have not started reading it yet but uh i do have a copy of it so. all right well let me know how it goes yeah you know what you should do while you're reading it like record the audiobook version of it so i can just listen to it later on i won't be doing that uh, you, you, got but... a, you got a nice mic you got a place to record it Look at that. You live by yourself. You're not going to get interrupted. You could totally do it. You're going to be I mean, reading it anyway. Uh, you make some good points, but I wouldn't count on it. You know what? Such a disappointment. Not like... And his name is John C. <laughs> will, you, will you play the other sound bite? Because that's how I feel about finishing this. Fuck off, movie. <laughs> there you go. There All you right. Go. Well, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. And his name is